Welcome back to Let Me Be Brief. I am your co-host, Andy Rieger, alongside my buddy, Matt Basinger. We are in the studios of Let It Fly Media, and today's episode is brought to you by M-Prize Bank, member FDIC, creating your next business success story. Today, we have a really fun guest, someone who is going to make us feel very unfit, or at least me, Matt over here, bikes 99 miles and then walks the last mile every single time he does it. <laughs> Lars Hansen of Ignite. Lars, welcome to the show. Hey, thanks for having me. Looking forward to it. Lars, your story is fun. I think like just the few conversations that we've had talking about business, but um, walk me back to you in college and how Ignite got started. Yeah, great question. I, I should probably rewind even further. So I was in fourth grade and I got cut from a basketball team for lacking speed, strength, and stamina. And uh, in fourth grade. In fourth grade. Wow. Yep. And uh, who's your so, coach? Do you talk to them anymore? <laughs> Don't tell us it was like your dad or something. No, no, he's in another state now. Uh, but um, you know, honestly, I think it was a fair assessment and. Um, it, like my, my, the message that my dad kind of embedded into me at the time was you can get bitter or you can get better. And um, he, he'd constantly say that you can get bitter, or you can get better. And um, so I started training at a young age. I started running, started lifting, started doing all kinds of uh, strength work. And um, I started to see the fruit pay off in middle school. And when I was in seventh grade, I actually started Ignite. Um, so I was coaching my younger brother and then some of his friends and teammates. And I eventually started a camp of 12 kids in my parents' backyard uh, back in seventh grade. And now it's grown to, you know, what it is now. So, And what is it now? So what yes. what do you do? Yes, great question. So um, I basically just help people get faster and stronger for sports. So the same need that I had back then, I'm trying to kind of help fill uh, with some of these younger kids uh, today. What general ages do you focus on? Yeah, I have everything from second grade through college. Um, essentially. So it's a pretty broad spectrum. And where's your facility? Um, so we're located in Olathe at 135th and Flum. Um, that's like our gym where we do a lot of the strength trainings type stuff to get people more like explosive. Um, but then we also run like a speed and agility, more like conditioning type camp that we run out of uh, the Overland Park Shield soccer complex. Now, I remember you telling me a story about, and I forget what it is that you studied in college or what it is that you wanted to do eventually, but you had this epiphany moment of like, man, I'm financially, I'm doing better with this summer of mm. camp than I am with this other thing I've been training for. Like, mm. what was that moment like when you're like, this is what I want to do? Yeah, great question. Like, when I went to college, I was I was a little bit scared that I couldn't do this thing full time. Like, I was constantly told, like, you need to find a real job. I felt like that was the message I always got from, like, teachers and things like that. Um, and, and not that they said that directly, but it was just kind of like always this thing of, like, you got to do this. You got to, like, move on to something else. And um, so I just kind of assumed that it wasn't really a possibility, but it was my passion. It was what I loved to do. And so, um, yeah, I think it was like my second or third year that all of a sudden I started realizing like, no, I think I like could take the leap and like do this thing full time. So, um, in terms of what it looked like, it was more, it was kind of just like a, just a leap of faith. I like didn't really know if it was going to work out, but I knew that like, <laughs> I knew that I could take a couple That's called like, entrepreneurship. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> you, you never, you never know what you're going to get into. And there's always like hiccups and stuff like that along the way. But, um, I eventually just kind of got to the point where it was like, this is what I'm passionate about. I'm just going to pursue it. So, Matt, have you ever been told in when you started your business that by anybody that you loved or trusted that was <laughs> not, just like, what the hell are you not doing? Not one time. Not one time did anyone ever. I'm kidding. Yeah, by the way. My, my, mom, my mom never <laughs> said that to me either. <laughs> so you jump into this thing. And so tell me now about what that growth has looked like from the point that you exit yeah. college. How many folks were... Um, I mean, you didn't have the gym yet, but how many folks yeah. were attending camp and then how many people are you serving on either a summer basis or, yeah. uh, a, you know, a summer camp or normal day-to-day yeah. -day basis? Yeah, great question. So this summer, I'll be seeing about 450 athletes a day. 
Um, I got 12 coaches working with me to, uh, to do that, but, um, but yeah, I see those 450 athletes a day. I mean, that's fairly staggering number to talk about. Yeah. What what is, I mean, we talked about from second grade all the way to college. What is sort of the sweet spot? Where are most of these kids coming from? Um, it's pretty well split up between all of them, but I think my sweet spot is kind of middle school, um, because they haven't started like their weights programs at the high school yet. Um, and it kind of gives them a leg up uh, on, you know, their progress for the future if they get more training volume in at a younger age. Sure. And then, so I saw something sort of going a little bit back in time with training. You actually worked with a Big 12 basketball team. Sort of talk about yes. that. Yeah. So I actually worked for the Kansas State University basketball team uh, back in the day and uh, started off as a manager. So I did a lot of the dirty work, um, you know, literally mopping up people's sweat off the floor occasionally. Um, Who was the sweatiest? I'm kidding. Please Can I continue. say that? Okay. <laughs> um, I'm a Jayhawk fan. You can go ahead and say it. We can throw it. Whoever wants to choose it. So uh, what's it called? You know, I started off doing that because, you know, my thought was, I don't know if I can take my stuff full scale, but I really want to coach. And so I kind of went this route and um, I'm really thankful for my time there. Um, like I really enjoyed, uh, enjoyed it early on. And I-, I love March Madness. It's like my favorite time of year. Um but as I got as deeper, a K State fan, that's pretty impressive. <laughs> yeah, that's, <laughs> yes, it is. Yeah, we've had some rough, rough patches. But um, you know, like I, I love my time there. But by the end of it, I was like, I really don't like the the overall structure of like NCAA type stuff. Like I love the freedom that I'm given when I'm when I'm the one in charge and I can kind of plan things accordingly. So, so, so uh, did you just say the NCAA is overburdening? <laughs> Amateur athletes, you're allowed to play the fifth right? yes. uh, at any time. Yes. <laughs> so you you mentioned you have 12 staff members now who are working with you in summer camps. Yeah. You have, and then how many folks do you have working with you on the day-to-day in the gym that are coaching or teaching in some form or yeah. fashion? Yeah, great question. I typically have anywhere from one to three guys with me in the gym. Um, like at the start of a semester when uh, we get a lot of like new people in, I like to have extra hands on uh, or a- extra hands on deck just to kind of help smooth over technique, stuff like that. Uh, but then by the later in the semester or later in the session, generally just one assistant coach is plenty. Um, uh, but yeah, I have 12 uh, for our summer camp. And the cool thing about my coaches is every single one of them has grown up in our program. Wow. And so like uh, one of the first guys that I hired, I started coaching him to like he was second or third grade. And then when he was like later in high school, he became my first assistant coach. And then it kind of multiplied and stuff from there but i love the, for me the biggest reward is the long-term growth and relationships of being able to see people kind of grow up and mature and grow in discipline and work ethic things like that and so they kind of embody our our camp culture so so let's talk the business of it so yeah. you decided i want to do this full time i'm going to do this full time i need a facility yeah what was sort of the 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 business plan at that point in time? Yeah. The money that you felt you needed to raise? Did yeah. you raise money from friends and family? Did you go to a bank? Great question. Sort of how did it work out with yeah. your beginning? And then let's even evolve that into sort of the growth to where you are now. Yeah. So I'd been doing it for about eight or nine years by the time I started actually looking at a facility because I'd been using my parents' backyard and a middle school track. So we didn't really have like our own space. But if I was going to do year round, obviously in the wintertime, I was going to need something. And so... Um, I took the very safe approach and I actually transformed, I bought a house and transformed the garage. Uh, So basically my last semester of college, I was coming home every weekend for three or four days to renovate a garage into a gym. And um, 
So yeah, that was a kind of a project in and of itself. But, which which um, makes your entire house tax deductible. <laughs> yeah, that, that's what the IRS said, right? You know, <laughs> you, know you have to take showers somewhere when you're done. Exactly, right. Um, and so, um, uh, where was I going with that? Um, renovated a garage. Renovated the garage. And we did that for a year and a half, but it was obviously an inconvenience to have so many like cars driving up into our neighborhood, things like that. And so eventually it was... Um, it was time for us to, to move to a different facility. And I think a huge part of it, like I had kind of had this fear that like I would grow too big or like try to get something that was too big. And then I'd like implode, you know, 10 years of hard work. But, um, but like as uh, immediately once we like moved into a bigger facility, it already felt. So what year was that? That was 2017. So 2017. So you decided to get a space that was how many square feet? It was about 2,600 square feet. Okay. Um, and, and that was just a normal lease? You bought a building? Yeah, it was a five-year uh, five lease that I'm still in now. So. And so in that lease then, were you able to get all the equipment? I mean, I know that a bunch of gym equipment, like the manufacturers do financing for it. I mean, how did Great you question. pay for everything? We did cash only, actually. So... Um, I think because I'd, I'd kind of been saving from middle school on, like just trying to prepare for that next step, I, yeah, kept it Dave Ramsey style. <laughs> there you go. So when you were doing this in, what, seventh grade with 12 kids, like, I one, I can't imagine, and maybe I'm wrong, that you were thinking about what this would look like when you were, you know, almost 30 or yeah. your 30s. But in this season you're in, like you're five years into your first lease, you know, you have this 2,600 square foot space. You're now serving quite literally hundreds of kids. You're bursting at the seams. Like mm -hmm. what, what does the future look like for Ignite? What are your goals? Is this yeah. thing scalable beyond where you're at now? Great question. Um, I think one of the things that like is a huge benefit to me, but also could be a hindrance to our scalability is like, I've kind of become synonymous with the Ignite brand. Like mm -hmm. a lot of parents like, oh, like you have Lars today, rather than saying like, you got to go to Ignite today, you know, it's like, um, and I think that there's like a good thing with that, but it also can be some hindrances for scalability. Um, but I've tried doing a lot of like other like large scale programs, like last year when COVID hit, I came up with a, I think it's a really high quality, like online training program. Mm -hmm. But there's kind of a hard part of like, really youth need to be supervised. And so there, there's kind of some different roadblocks and stuff with youth training that like, you kind of need the in person stuff. Now, does that mean we can't open up an extra location someday? Absolutely not. Like, I would, I think that that's something I'd like to do, either mm -hmm. another location or, um, or a bigger facility or things like that. Um, so yeah, I think that there's definitely definitely room for stuff. Yeah. Um, I don't have an exact picture or something like that for you right now, but sure. um, like, kind of several years from now, I'd love to open up a facility that like we own. You know, having our own parking lot and we can do some outdoor type stuff right outside our facility. Um, and I'd love like to play dodgeball and basketball and like just all kinds of stuff within our own facility. Yeah. But well, Emprise Bank gives away uh, for low interest money, so <laughs> they might be a good option for you. Yeah, that'd be awesome. I feel like you know your niche within the fitness community. I, I don't know of another gym in Kansas City that is focusing on youth, mm. um, and this is maybe me overreaching or, or saying something that's not true, but I almost wonder, is there a perception of like that Ignite is like, not to say childish, but mm. you know, is, is are there any strange perceptions that you have to deal with the fact that you're focusing on a much younger audience than mm. like the normal gym clientele? Um, I think a little bit. I think part of it is just, I, I feel like we've kind of won over the community in terms of like, we've really done a good job of keeping athletes safe. They've gotten to see 
the the progress, things like that. But I think one of the biggest myths I have to constantly debunk is that strength training is dangerous for kids. Um, as long as the technique is right and the weight is like controlled and you know they're told what weight they should be doing, like strength training, you can really start it at any age as long as you're focused in the weight room. So sure. I think that's probably the biggest thing that I end up having yeah. to kind of debunk. And how did you learn how to work with specifically with kids and how to help them mm. keep that focus? Like, did you go through a formal education program? <laughs> did your wife go through a formal education program? How have you yeah. been able to, to have question. that focus? I kind of been a lifelong learner, but like, so I'm a certified strength and conditioning specialist through the NSCA. Um, but honestly, like, I feel like I relate to kids really well because I kind of am a kid. Like, uh, <laughs> you know, I just I just relate to them because it's a big kid who could beat both of us up right now <laughs> if he chose to, Speak which is yourself. fine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah, I don't know. I'm just kind of a goofball. And um, but I'm also really passionate about fitness. And so it just kind of combines the two things. And so general so general growth means expanding your facility, getting maybe your more permanent home, bigger, yeah. you can do this more often. Maybe yeah. you have like a real, or I, I, I was going to say a real gym, what I meant, not yeah. a real big gym. Yeah. yeah. No, I just mean like, there, <laughs> or you just have members that aren't part of the training program is what yeah. I meant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, you can like combine the two. Right. But is there a growth play with specifically the business that you're in now where there's mm. partnerships with I mean, I'm thinking of, because you're in Olathe, like the Olathe School District, going to the district itself mm. saying, I would like to be put in front of all of the athletic directors, yeah. and I would like to give my pitch as to they can recommend our services out of season yeah. for the kids. I mean, I feel like yeah. a feeder system like that could be something that could really explode yeah. your actual clientele. Yeah, great question. Um, a great recommendation. Um, I... I've tried doing some things where I've like tried speaking in front of people before and stuff like that. And maybe I'm just a terrible salesman, but I feel like I, I've never had good retention or like acquiring new people that way. Um, retention is not the right word. Yes. You have great retention. <laughs> yes. I have good retention. Customer but it's acquisition. The, yeah. Acquisition. So, um, but really for our acquisition, we get all of it just from like people posting stuff on social media or like, or maybe I post something on social media of like what some kid does and then his teammates and their friends and stuff start reaching out. Yeah. So, um, so I would say that's kind of the the main thing. But most of it ends up just coming from word of mouth. Yeah. I've really done no advertising. Uh, we don't really have like a marketing or advertising budget at this point. So you've done no advertising, and you're serving how many people annually? I don't. I honestly don't know the exact number annually. Probably somewhere around 600 or 700, but I'll see 450 a day this summer. Sure. That's the number right now. So what is, as we start to wrap up, what is, as you look and reflect on, you know, at the end of 2021, what is a yeah. win? Like, what is your goal? What are mm. you trying to achieve from a business standpoint? Great question. Um, there's kind of, I mean, obviously you got to be profitable. You got to be able to stay afloat, all those kind of things. Sure. Put food on the table. But for me, I really get my true, like, satisfaction from seeing kids grow and develop. So I love seeing... Um, I love seeing kids like improve their vertical jump and all those kind of things, but I really love seeing people like mature in terms of um, just like leadership ability. And for me, my faith is really important. So like when when an athlete like chooses to really like kind of dig deep and like start to really know the word and things like that, and they start growing from a spiritual standpoint, not sure. just a physical standpoint, um, I think that's the most rewarding thing for me. And so I want to make sure I kind of keep my priorities in check yeah. um, as a business owner. So. That's, that's awesome. Uh, we could keep talking more, but I always, we get to the point, I'm like, dang it, it's been 15 minutes and we only have like 20. Uh, so to transition completely, not talking about yeah. business, not talking about Ignite, what is the coolest thing that you have ever done? 
And you cannot say getting married or having a kid. Those are excluded answers. Excluded. Yep. Okay. Um, I'd say, can I say two? What do you think, Andy? Can you no. say? No. Okay. I got to pick. No, you have to pick one. Okay. I competed on American Ninja Warrior. So I would, I would probably say that was a pretty unique special experience. Now I'm curious what would have competed with that in your yeah, <laughs> uh, Matt and I broke a Guinness World Record together. So... The- this is um, accurate. Was was it regulated by Guinness? Were they on site to ensure they, that you broke were. it? You have a certificate. We have the certificate. This is accurate. We got a photo with. How the much Guinness did you have guy. to pay to get the Guinness guy there? I, we actually got sponsored, but this is true. Another story for another day. But you are Andy. You are sitting here with two <laughs> Guinness World Record holders. You savage, savage beast. <laughs> I want to leave now. Lars, thank you so much for coming on, sharing a bit of your story. Um, and if folks want to learn more about you, how can they find, you know, for, yeah. for our listeners who are like, I have a middle school kid, yeah. and they need this. Yeah. How can they find you? Our website is igniteyourgame.org, which is, uh, that's what happens when you're in seventh grade and you make a website. But um, <laughs> igniteyourgame.org, uh, or you can also look us up on like Facebook or Instagram. Awesome. Well, on behalf of Lars and Ignite and uh, Emprise Bank, the folks here at uh, Let It Fly Media, the Jay Rieger Distillery, and Swellspark, thank you for being a part of our show. Thanks for being on Let Me Be Brief. Yeah, thanks for letting me be here. Appreciate you guys.